Hey everyone, welcome back to Every Version Ever. My name is Jonathan North, and today I'm back with Lisa for part two of our discussion on the Little Women miniseries from 1978. If you missed the first half of our discussion, make sure to listen to that one before you get into this one. In the previous episode, we talked about episode one of the miniseries, which roughly covers the events of the first half of Little Women, or the first volume of the story, since Little Women was originally published in two parts. This time we're discussing episode two, which covers the events of Louis the May Alcott's second volume, originally titled Good Wives, before both books were combined and published as one novel. Episode 2 opens kind of weirdly. Not, not bad weirdly, just different weirdly. They're all going to hear Susan B. Anthony speak. Which is just like, okay. <laughs> That's not a thing in the book. I, I I was baffled. I thought, why? Well, I mean, it... Yeah, I, I just, that was the last thing I expected because when you, it opens, I'm like, what are they, who, they're what, <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. that's the last thing I expected. <laughs> it's just strange, yeah. At this time, Joe is getting published and I, I, th- I feel like this is rushed too because she's being published in the Weekly Volcano. And that didn't happen until she went to New York, as far as I remember. Mm-hmm. She was getting published, but I think it was some other newspaper, like a more local thing. The Weekly Volcano, remember. I'm pretty sure, was New York-based. I don't remember, but I that sounds familiar. Cause, yeah, it seems like, you know, it all, it was a lot more prevalent when she was in New York, but. Yeah, and they I still talk remember. about the Weekly Volcano later on when she's in New York, too. It just seemed like it was a bit too early for that to be happening mm-hmm. in this version. And speaking of early, you have Laurie proposing way too early. Yeah. <laughs> way too early before even the wedding, because Laurie in the book, you there are parts where you can tell he wants to propose, but he doesn't. He waits and waits quite a while mm-hmm. before he ends up proposing, long after the wedding. But this is like, it's before the wedding. Mm-hmm. He wants to get married. And then there's a dramatic horse chase. I know. <laughs> like she she doesn't want to get married. And, and for some reason, they decided, well, we're just going to throw in them chasing each other on a horse. <laughs> yeah. Like he rides off and she chases after. Uh, it was I, okay. <laughs> just kind of a funny addition that they threw in there. out of nowhere and i thought again what is happening (laughs) so this was kind of true to the book joe talks to mr lawrence and tells him what happened and he's like disappointed then he offers to take Lori to london they rush this a little bit but again i get it i get why they wanted to rush it just kind of weird to have it all triggered by a horse chase (laughs) This is where Joe is like, gets the idea to leave. In the book, Joe moves to New York quite a while after the wedding. I'm pretty sure. But this is like, she's thinking about this before the wedding even happens. Mm. So they had this whole discussion about her wanting to go to New York before the wedding, which, uh, as far as I remember, is way too early for that. But mm-hmm. that's fine, whatever. 
she's going to end up moving to be a governess for one of Marnie's friends. And then we have the wedding scene. And I thought it was kind of interesting that they had the war end on the same day as the wedding. I don't remember that from the book because no. you have them get married and then there's all this noise and commotion outside and they're like, oh, the whole town wants to celebrate with us. So <laughs> weird. <laughs> no, the, the war is over. Yeah. Oh. You also had another change here. Um, I guess I forgot to mention in the previous episode, in this version, like in the book, Aunt March says that if she marries John, she's going to disinherit Meg. Mm-hmm. And in this version, she just decides not to. <laughs> That's not what happened in the book. Aunt March is very proud. So even though she regrets it, she regrets disinheriting Meg. She's not going to back out of what she said because of her pride. So she just kind of finds ways to sneak around what she said, like giving them things on the sly. Yeah. <laughs> But in this, she just decides not to disinherit her, and that's that. <laughs> She's like, okay, never mind. Just kidding. <laughs> so then Joe moves to New York, and you meet Mrs. Kierke. It mm-hmm. was pronounced in a way that I thought felt incorrect, but I wasn't sure, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not sure either. <laughs> but she is very chatty. Yes. She is like an exposition dump on legs. <laughs> like everything she says is to like fill you in on everything that's happening in New York. Yep. It's like they they couldn't figure out a different way to do it, so they just made her be like an extremely chatty person who says everything <laughs> you need to know. <laughs> like in a very short time, and you're just yes. like, oh, that's a lot of information. <laughs> yes, yes. So then you meet Professor Bear, who is interesting in this version. (laughs) He's played by Captain Kirk, (laughs) William Shatner, and he has an interesting accent. (laughs) When I say I was not prepared, I mean I was not prepared. I knew he was going to be in this because of the cast list i knew Mm -hmm. who he was gonna play but the moment he showed up and started talking i was on the floor i was (laughs) not prepared (laughs) in some ways he was both better than i thought he was gonna be and also worse than i thought he was gonna be (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's weird to say it but you were absolutely right i cannot wrap my brain around it 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 was too much and yet i like i yeah it was weird it's one of those things where if i'm rating this on like as being a good show (laughs) this is not really a good show but it's so entertaining Mm -hmm. that i can't hate it (laughs) and he's part of that (laughs) oh my gosh he i yeah i had to take a break because i just (laughs) could not i could not focus we're not even that far into the second episode you already need a break (laughs) yes i was i was i'm telling you i was not prepared (laughs) yeah his accent was really something yeah (laughs) so joe is 
while she's in New York, she's trying to get published. I wrote down this one quote. I think this is not directed at her, but it was still funny. The publisher says, you get out of here and don't come back until you learn to write. (laughs) So then he's talking to her and this is similar to the book. He's telling her no one wants morals in their stories. And I'm not sure how much she was trying to like be discreet about herself in the book, but here she's selling them for her friend. Mm -hmm. So she agrees that she'll sell him these stories, but he's going to change things. And I don't think that they did that in the book. I think she made some changes Mm -hmm. and she changed the way she wrote stories, but I don't think she just sold the stories and let them do all the changes that they wanted to. That felt a little off to me there. Yeah, I'd ha- I need I need to go back. I need to reread it now because there was there was a lot of things that I questioned whether it was I'm remembering it correctly from the book or for just other adaptations. And I didn't think about this one, but now that you say it, now I'm wondering. I'm like, wait a minute, because there's you know in the in the 2019 version, she lets him make changes. She just says, yeah, make the changes. And I'm trying to think of the 94 version, and I'm trying to think of the um the one the four, i don't even remember what year it was but i'm but then i'm like what i just need to go back and look at the book and see which mm-hmm. what actually happened because it's all running together yeah and maybe it was that they were going to change things but i felt like they they made it seem like they were going to i don't know chop huge chunks out of her story yeah whereas as far as i remembered she was going to change how she wrote the stories and Mm -hmm. stop putting morals into the stories right anyway that was just an interesting observation that i had from this one yeah then you get another scene that they don't always include in different versions they did in the 2019 one with meg and the silk yeah and i mean they did it fine but i think it just the end of the last episode with John being weird. Now I just don't like him anymore. So <laughs> anytime that they're together is just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I did like that they did that, that scene when it's one of the scenes that doesn't always get adapted. So Agreed. I guess that's a point in its favor. It's just now John is kind of spoiled a little bit because yeah. he was just such a weirdo in the last episode. <laughs> then we're off to Europe with Amy Mm. and she's with her friends and she sees Mr. Lawrence who he reveals she she goes to talk to him about Laurie and he reveals that Laurie has taken to drinking and gambling after being rejected by Joe which is not from the book like he had a whole thing like he was upset but like he didn't turn into some drunk gambler right in the book yeah they just took him to the extreme for this version yeah which i mean they already made him into a violent yeah pool player or whatever in the first first half so uh, i guess just they're gonna keep going and make him just a real ne'er-do-well <laughs> so she is seeing fred vaughn and I think he was introduced in the first half briefly, but yes. he's in here a little more. And I, I thought it was kind of interesting that they included him 
as much as they did because a lot of versions just kind of gloss over the fact mm-hmm. that she's seeing somebody. Mm-hmm. And I didn't recognize him, but apparently you did. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so she tells Mr. Lawrence that she wants to see Lori before she leaves for Paris. And that ends up with them having this whole confrontation with him coming to her room drunk and she chews him out and this is the point where I started realizing that she's actually a good actress like because before mm-hmm. before she grew up and moved to Europe she kind of annoyed me but I mm-hmm. guess that's sort of the point but like this whole thing even though it's like totally wrong to the book like this is not from the book mm-hmm. I did like her acting in this scene her chewing him out and wanting him to be a better person and yeah I I really liked her this interpretation of her character and the acting in these scenes yes I I'm like you this is why I started to think okay maybe I don't hate her (laughs) but and then then, you know that's why later I realized I'm like well that's what the whole point is she's supposed to annoy you at the beginning and I thought Mm. her transition from bratty little kid to this grown woman who you know actually knows more of herself than we think she will you know she's deeper than we think she's gonna be mm-hmm. she i thought she carried it off beautifully i thought she was i thought she did it really well yeah so they plan to meet up again later um i think this is happening in like late summer or fall and they're planning to meet up in nice in the spring because they're mm-hmm. still traveling and going different places they're going to meet up in nice later on So then we're back with Joe. She's still getting published and she's saving up for a trip to the seashore with Beth. Mm -hmm. And this is another, I I don't think this is from the book. She's been mending clothes for Professor Bear and he wants to repay her. So he's going to teach her German. I don't remember anything like that in the book. Like I do remember her mending clothes for him. But I don't remember him feeling like he's got to repay her by teaching her German. Yeah, I, the whole, yeah, because I thought, I've never seen this before. What did I miss? And <laughs> It was just yeah. odd. It was, biz- yeah. In the dialogue, it sounds like they've been doing this for three weeks now. And then she calls herself a dumb head and gives up. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> what? Who wrote this script? Because... <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say she probably wouldn't call herself a dumbhead, but <laughs> eh, what do I know? And then he challenges her to climb a tree. <laughs> Just, <laughs> this is so weird. There, I did not enjoy any of their interactions, and I'm a Professor Bear fan, and I did not enjoy any of their interactions. I, yeah, there, it was odd. <laughs> it yes. was just odd. Oh, yes. And another change here. We have Aunt March visiting Marmy in the next scene, which that is 100% incorrect. Aunt March is supposed (laughs) to be in Europe. So Aunt March invited Amy to go to Europe with her. But Mm -hmm. in this version, she's inviting her to go to Europe with Aunt Carol. Right. Who's Aunt Carol? (laughs) I have no idea. <laughs> I don't think we I even thought... meet Aunt Carol in this version. I don't think she was at the wedding. I don't think I, she's just some mysterious off-screen character that yeah. takes Amy to Europe. Just 
random Aunt Carol, it makes me think of like Jessica Fletcher from Murder She has hundreds of nieces and nephews, but no, it just she just randomly will show up somewhere and be like, Oh, Aunt <laughs> Jessica. Oh, this is my need. Yeah, just random Aunt Carol just dropping in. Let's take you to Europe. Okay. Yeah. It's just it was weird. Anyway, Aunt March is visiting Marmy and she has a letter from Joe. And Aunt March is nitpicking over a whole bunch of other stuff and she's scolding them about things. And then she says she misses Joe, which is weird because Aunt March doesn't really like Joe that much. No. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the, the whole thing with her like showing up during this half just felt so wrong because she's not in any of the scenes that she shows up in. Just they've, they're yeah. writing brand new scenes just to have Aunt March at home. It's just so weird. Like, I don't know why they made that choice. <laughs> like, if they maybe, yeah, they could use her in Europe. Like, she could still be Aunt March in Europe. Right. I don't know why they had to have her meddling in the affairs of Marmy and company at home. I don't know. It was just weird. I know. I, I was like, maybe Greer Garson was just like, no, thank you. Just make my scenes here and here and that's it. I want to get in and out. But I don't be. know maybe why. she had like three days and they filmed it all at once. In the yeah. House. And uh, yeah, I didn't understand that change either. Because who's Aunt Carol? Mm-hmm. And then back at New York. Professor Bear and Joe go on a walk on the same set that Amy almost drowned. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> no one will notice. No one will <laughs> I just started laughing. I was like, okay, it's the same oh. place, but it's in New York too, apparently. Yep. <laughs> exactly what Central Park looks like. <laughs> and then you have a weird twist to their relationship because in the book joe asks professor bear to read her stuff and give her his opinion instead in this version he asks if he can read what she's writing and she refuses and then he finds the weekly volcano and then starts ranting about how it's garbage and he doesn't know that she's writing for this publication he's just ranting about how awful it is and how there's no morals and basically hurts her feelings without knowing he's hurting her feelings which is weird and then the next day joe gets a letter from meg saying that she's going to be an aunt and she's going to go tell him about this and somehow in here he finds out that she writes for the volcano. And before she can even tell him that she's going to leave, they end up in some sort of a shouting match about this. And she yells, I never asked for your opinion. (laughs) But in the book, she definitely asked for his opinion. Yeah. So the whole thing was like, this is the weirdest thing to rewrite. Like, I don't know why they decided to change how all of this happened. Right, because the whole point is that, you know, she's invested in this man. She, you know, without realizing her true feelings, like she's in this, you know, at the, you know, they're friends, obviously. But when he doesn't like her work, it, you know, it upsets her. And, mm-hmm. you know, but that's because, you know, she trusts him with this stuff. And then when he's like, eh. but 
you lose all that you lose that when it it seems like he went not behind her back because it's not like he maliciously tried to like seek out what she was working on but mm-hmm. it's just weird it was handled it was so weird. weirdly but then the next day they apologize and she resolves never to write stories like that again and then they decide they're going to write to each other when she goes back to concord okay yeah it was it was just all handled very strangely yes so back home meg has twins and the whole thing was a little bit weird with john and their father (laughs) and the, the whole thing with like the, the drinking for medicinal purposes, I think that was not in the book either. <laughs> that was it, odd. <laughs> yeah. It, Does, it was like, it was one of those things where it felt like they were throwing it in there to be funny. Like, I because I've heard like different movies talk about, like you'll have some more, I don't know, conservative character talk about like only drinking for medicinal purposes and then you'll see them later like, taking a sip somewhere and it felt like that's what the kind of humor they were going for it just felt weird but here. it fell flat i didn't think it was funny i just no. thought it was bizarre and just you know I, and i was waiting for the oh another baby it, it yeah. just felt really sitcom tired I, <laughs> yeah kind of except it wasn't a sitcom and it wasn't funny. no no none of it was i just thought oh god now he has to wait because they're gonna have to bring out i was like uh, uh, well if they keep twins in this one i mean who knows (laughs) i'm like maybe it is just one baby and then of course i'm like waiting for the second one and okay then there's the second one okay Mm -hmm. yeah so back in europe frank vaughn almost proposes and amy doesn't like she stops him and she says ask again when they get Aunt Carol settled into Lake Lucerne. And I, I, maybe that's referring to something that happened in the book, but with Aunt March, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of strange. And I don't remember him almost proposing either. Like, I think that they, it was kind of just assumed that they would eventually get married. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was like this whole almost proposal thing that happened. I think at this point, she gets a letter about Beth kind of getting taking a turn for the worse, which mm-hmm. this is also an addition here because they kind of kept Amy in the dark. Like Amy knew that things weren't the greatest, but they kind of kept her in the dark as to how bad it was getting. Mm-hmm. Because then you have this whole thing where she's like, she wants to go home. Mm-hmm. And F- Frank Vaughn does not want her to go home. So they're like right. turning him into a villain. Like he was never a villain in the book. He was yeah. just not the right guy for her. So that was kind right. of a weird addition here too. So yeah, Beth is getting worse. And this is where Joe decides she's going to take her to the seashore, which I like that they included that because that's another scene that doesn't really get included a whole lot. I like that they have right. him go to the seashore. And then I'm not sure how much of that, the whole thing about the birds, like the different birds, like each comparing each sister to a different bird i'm not sure how much of that was from the book but i liked that whole scene yes i did too and then like having the call back after she died with the the little bird statue that was like sad but in a good way like i liked i liked that yes 
there, there was a, a little bit of weirdness here with Professor Bear writing about Beth saying that he knows that Beth knows that she's dying and they need to talk about it. That was weird because like how, why, like they, they did need to have this whole conversation, but like that happened naturally in the book. Yeah. It wasn't prompted by Professor Bear writing that he knows that Beth knows that she's dying. It was just, it was an odd addition. I thought, who who do you think you are? Just and out of all the things to write me in a letter, in a letter is talking about my dying sister. It was just I didn't it like was it. Weird. But yes. once you get past that, the conversation <laughs> I did like. <laughs> it's the, the whole thing is like that. It's like I like this, but then there's this weird thing that happens that kind of throws it off. <laughs> yeah, it's. Weird, but overall, I like the scene. The The way it ended, though, they're talking about... I wrote down some of the quotes. Stop trying to fight the tide, and we can be happy with every moment we have before it runs out. And the conversation then ends with her saying, I'll be sorry not to see Amy again, which is kind of... <laughs> tragic ominous yeah i don't know that that was ever like made a thing in the book or in any other version like the the fact that she knows that she's going to die before she ever sees amy again yeah which that's kind of yeah that was like oh okay gut-wrenching yeah (laughs) and then she dies off screen and i don't know if i liked that or not because i was kind of waiting to see how the death scene was going to go yeah i don't know i guess i just wanted to <laughs> this sounds more i wanted to see her die <laughs> well no because like... they gave us the big dramatic fake death yeah and yeah. they gave us a, a dead baby and they gave us Lori punching out his grandpa why not give us yeah. dying i mean no she just dies yeah. off screen <laughs> okay i like yeah. <laughs> and then you have marmy telling joe to write about beth which that's one of those things that I'm even though I just recently read the book I could I can never remember how much of that is from different versions or what because I feel like in the book Joe just writes generally about her childhood I don't think she writes about Beth specifically but in the 1949 version she writes a book called My Beth Mm -hmm. and that's why it's kind of confusing in my head like was there ever in the book a focus of her writing about Beth? I don't know. But like they did that in the 49 version. And, that, and in this version, Marmy tells her that she should write about Beth. Right. And then that's her big thing. The thing that she ends up getting published. Yeah. I don't remember that either. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen the 49 version. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that. Okay. It's it's probably something that if it wasn't from the book, maybe they saw the 49 version and decided that they were going to like copy they that liked it. aspect yeah, they of liked... it. Like I've seen what that with other that? versions of things and like even other versions of Little Women. It was kind of funny that you probably have never seen there's an anime version of Little Women and it's I saw it in the list but I've never seen it. The, yeah, they they started there was an anime series but they did before they did the whole series they did a, a one hour special. And the one hour special 
so much of it seemed like they were copying straight from the 49 version. <laughs> it was weird. Because uh, there was a lot of specific things that seemed like specific to the 49 version that were not from the book. So I was just wondering, did they see the 49 version and then just kind of pick and choose from the 49 version and the book yeah. what parts they wanted to do? Right. Maybe they didn't know it was a book and they just thought Little Women was the 49 version was the original story. <laughs> uh I don't think so. I think they were look. I think they were copying, like they went from the book because there were things from there that weren't in the forty nine version too. But a lot, okay, of it, yeah, because I've never seen it. Yeah, yeah, a lot of it just seemed very specific to the forty nine version. So I'm just wondering because gotcha. at the time that that was made, I think 80, 1980, the forty nine version probably was the most recent. I mean, other than like this, but they probably wouldn't mm -hmm. have seen an NBC miniseries in Japan. So right. the 49 version was probably the most recent one that they had to go off of. I don't know. I just thought that was interesting that sometimes there's things like the writing about Beth that gets maybe is taken from a previous version and then redone in another version. Kind of like, not that this is the same thing at all, but like the Wizard of Oz, the Ruby Slippers like everybody knows about the ruby slippers but in the book they are silver shoes they're not ruby slippers <laughs> well we all make allowances <laughs> yeah. you know just kind of interesting things that get taken from specific adaptations that right. kind of just become the default yes i, I also thought it was interesting that in this version anyway after she writes about beth she ends up being published in the Saturday Evening Post, which for anybody who doesn't know, that's a real magazine. Like my parents used to get that when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> like I would read the Saturday Evening Post, even though it's like not something that it was for kids, but I still read it. I read a lot of things that yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for kids, but like, I just thought it was interesting. That it was a real magazine in this movie. They, I think they made up the cover, but right. it was, that's a real publication. And I thought that was right. kind of cool that, she got published in the Saturday Evening Post. Yeah. <laughs> so back in Europe, Lori ends up finding Amy. They reconnect and they talk about Beth and she wishes she could have seen her one more time. And they also have a thing where Lori has given up on music. I'm not sure. Because there was a whole thing about him wanting to be a genius. And that sort of is in the book too, but I think they made a little bit I don't know if they made too much of it in this version, but they had him like he wishes he were a genius and then he kind of gives up on music. I don't know. But then, mm -hmm. then it's like suddenly they're in love and they kiss and Fred Vaughn sees them. <laughs> and in the book, their relationship progresses over quite a, quite a bit longer than they them find each other in Nice and then suddenly they're in love. <laughs> I laughed so hard in that scene when fred vaughn is looking for amy and he comes around the corner and i'm like oh he's gonna this is gonna be very soap opera-ish and he's gonna be mad and oh it's about to get real and he turns the corner he sees him he goes oh gosh darn it like i guess i missed my chance and he just kind of gives this jaunty little eh. he just turns around and he gives this little snicker and i'm like what <laughs> after you didn't want her to leave when yeah. her sister was dying now you see her kissing another man and you're just like oh well shucks 
And they they went through the whole thing in the first episode with him and his grandfather getting in like a physical altercation, and that it felt like if they like the violence so much, this would be the perfect place to add some of that in. <laughs> That's what I was prepping for. I'm like, oh, this is gonna get ugly. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. It's like, oh man, I lost her. Oh well. <laughs> yeah. He just turns around and gives this little like side like, well. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then somewhere in here, they also have this other scene back home. And yes, this is sort of from the book, but it is truncated so much to the point where it's like, why did they even bother? <laughs> they have Meg. She's just kind of in a mood. And Marmy tells her that she should have John help her with the twins. I'd like there's a whole entire chapter dedicated to this whole thing with Meg being overworked and John feeling kind of forgotten. And then they're both counseled in that they need to like do more together raising the kids and like be mm -hmm. more of a team. Mm -hmm. This is just like it's such a short scene. It's like, why did they even bother with this? Yeah. <laughs> you could have left it out and nobody would have noticed. No, yeah. It's just it was just a weird little addition that yeah, you could have had a fight scene here back in Europe and said you put this in. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so then Lori and Amy get home and Lori tells Joe that he's married to Amy now and she's shocked but gets over it really quickly. It was just the whole thing was really truncated as well. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's like whatever. And then I guess a bunch of time passes and Joe is now an accomplished writer. She's getting published in, I guess, repeatedly in the Saturday Evening Post. I don't know if she's getting published other places, but I think there's, I think there's some narration. Like, cause this whole, this whole thing has been occasionally narrated by Joe, which was another weird addition. Yeah. But I think she talks about being like a sought after writer or something like that. And she's also afraid that she's going to become a spinster, which is, I don't think that was in the book because in the book, she didn't care if she got married. No, and like that was, that was straight from Louisa May Alcott's life anyway, because Louisa May right. Alcott didn't want to get married. She never got married. And she only, I think, I think Rachel put it like she's, she was kind of trolling her fans to have her end up marrying <laughs> Professor Bear in the end yeah. anyway. So it was weird to have her suddenly afraid of becoming a spinster. Yeah, it didn't version. fit at all. And it kind yeah. of made me mad, honestly, but. Yeah, it was just weird. Like yep. a lot of things in this one, it was just weird. Yep. So then back in New York, Mrs. Kierke gives Professor Bear another Saturday evening post. And he sees that she's continuing to be published. And it's, I guess he's now realizing that she's, Maybe, maybe, I guess maybe he already knew, but like she's a better writer than what he saw from the volcano. Yeah. He's also talking about, he keeps getting rejected from different jobs that he's applying for because he's, he's a teacher and I forget what it's called, but like there's a specific type of teaching position that he's trying to get and he keeps getting rejected. Yeah. And I think he's writing to her and that's why we know this. Right. So then it's Christmas again and joe is sent to meet a train 
I don't remember exactly what the package was, but Joe was just sent to me to train to get a package. And <laughs> before she leaves, <laughs> the, the, there's like this whole thing made about the decorations. And I think she says something like, the tree looks beautiful. And then it looked, it was like a shot of the tree. I was like, that's the best they could do. <laughs> I'm I'm used to the Hallmark Christmas tree, so yeah. It's like not even Charlie Brown Christmas <laughs> level tree. Like it looked like only half of it was decorated. It was sort of lopsided. It was. It probably was only half decorated. <laughs> I just thought like, nobody was... will see from this side. <laughs> but we did. <laughs> yes. I just thought it was really funny that they had a specific line about how beautiful the tree was and the tree was not beautiful no <laughs> so she goes to the train station and then professor bear shows up and they miss each other because apparently she took the back way and then he goes back to find her again at the station and he wants to tell her that he finally got the job that he was looking for in ohio and th this whole time it's like pouring rain and like they've had other i can't remember if it was this way in the book but like there's in other versions there's like the scene in the rain with them mm -hmm. usually at the end and this is this is basically the marriage proposal scene but they handled mm -hmm. it weirdly in this one because they yes. have the rain is like a drenching downpour it did not seem romantic at all no <laughs> and they also have him saying like he's going to move to Ohio and he wants to marry her in a year, but he phrases it in such a way that she thinks he's marrying someone else. And it was just really awkward and strange. I, <laughs> I could not, I, it took me a while to get through that scene. I was so uncomfortable the whole time. And I don't know why it's not like they were bad. It's not like he was creepy there's no there's no reason but i just it was so cringe factor i just i ugh, i hated it i hated that whole scene it was just not good no <laughs> i mean and this is right after he you know they miss each other but he makes it to her house first and mm -hmm. hannah opens the door and he basically is like is josephine here and she's like no and he just runs away no <laughs> No, okay, well, I'll be back, or no, mm -hmm. here's who I am. It was so rude and so bizarre. <sighs> yeah. And also the fact that they have the proposal scene happen here after, even though they did make up, but the way that they last saw each other with the fight over the volcano, it just seemed odd. It, it was, and, it, yes. And in the book, there's a lot more time given to their relationship. It just feels just way too quick. Rush? to have yes. him just show up and propose and i know in other versions it's done in such a way that it feels kind of romantic but it just does not feel that way in this version <laughs> no, i was very uncomfortable i did not like any of it and another weird change aunt march is there at the end she does not die like aunt march is supposed to die by the end of the story and leave plumfield to joe plumfield is her manor her house right. her land she does not die she's there at christmas at the end and then she's like all upset that john is caring for the kids <laughs> it was so weird <laughs> mind your business lady 
Yeah. And, Don't worry about it. <laughs> and I think that's what they were going for. It just seemed extra weird to me, especially the fact that she's there at all. Yes. She's supposed to be dead. Right. <laughs> she's nice. <not>, yes. <laughs> So that they get home and she introduces Professor Bear as her future husband and they all have Christmas dinner together because Hannah knew he was coming because he showed up before running away awkwardly. <laughs> yes, I knew you'd come back. Did you? Because I'd have called the cops. There's a strange man that came to my house and ran away. Like, mm-hmm. what? Yeah, and they're all, they all are just like fine that they're getting married even though they don't know this yeah. guy at all. In the book, they got to know him and they were happy that they got married. Like he, yep. he Professor Bear was friends with her father by the time they pr- were proposed. So, right. yeah. And that's basically the end. It ends on a little shot of the bird that represented Beth, which was kind of touching and sad. And this is a nice way to end yeah. after all the weirdness. <laughs> it was nice, but at the same time, I was very grateful for the end there. <laughs> I said it yes I was like and we're done oh. yeah I feel like I just ran a marathon yeah it was interesting <laughs> <laughs> and, and even though this is like not a good adaptation of Little Women it's still entertaining <laughs> maybe for all the wrong reasons but i i wasn't bored while i was watching this <laughs> no not at all i was very entertained and i went and looked at reviews of this and there were people that are just die hard this is my adaptation and i think it just comes like with, with the time because i guess if you're that age and you watch this this and, you, and this is your first entry into little women mm-hmm. you think this is this is it and no it could be yeah not it's not from it's not i i i can see where people would be attached to this one and think that this is a really faithful retelling because there mm-hmm. are subtle things that are from the book that make it into this that are very subtle very you know very mm-hmm. quick but it wasn't for me yeah overall i was entertained but i probably will never watch it again <laughs> I, that's kind of how i feel too yeah i mean i this is definitely watchable but probably not for the reasons that they were going for (laughs) right this is like one of those that you watch just to laugh at and some some parts are genuinely good like by the end amy i thought was a great actress i liked all her scenes Mm -hmm. i enjoyed the scene other than the weird letter from professor i liked the scene at the beach there were little things here and there that were genuinely good right just overall it was weird (laughs) yeah overall it was not for me but i yes amy was probably like i said before my second favorite amy i loved this is my favorite aunt march there were parts of this that i genuinely truly enjoyed but i'll never watch it again unless somebody says hey you want to watch this i'm like uh yeah because i want to see your reactions to it yes let's watch it yeah this this is one of those that i would never watch again for my own entertainment but i would watch again with someone else yes for sure (laughs) yeah just all around a very strange version that i think they had the best of intentions with but things didn't translate the way they wanted them to i don't think no but i am glad i watched it i am because it you know once it 
once she introduced it to me, I was like, oh, I got to see this. And I'm glad I watched it. it. You know, I'm changed for it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> well, maybe in the future, if you come back, we can find one that is genuinely good. Not, not, not even specifically Little Women, like a different book. Some other story that we that will cover that maybe we can find something really good to watch yes that sounds fun yeah there's plenty of other stories that i'm going to cover that i know you'll like i'm going to do pride and prejudice hopefully this year i have a long list of stories that i want to do so i don't know when i will get to it but i do pride and prejudice is up there on my want to do list that's awesome now see one where I do enjoy the early 80s one and I know a lot of people hate it and I love it. <laughs> it's it's very bizarre like this one, but okay. I love it. Okay, yeah. well, well, I'll keep that in mind. We, we probably <laughs> should do that one. <laughs> if it's one of your favorites, we probably should do that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, I guess that'll probably be it for this episode today. Do you want to let people okay. know where they can find you if they want more from you? Sure. You can find me online at on Twitter and Instagram at Lisa Fay CO or Lisa Fay Co. And um, or you can check out my podcast, which was better at which was better.com. And that's it. Okay. And I will have links to those in the description for easy access. Great. Thank you. Okay. Well, thanks for joining me today. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad we could do it was. this. Thank you for having me. I very much appreciate it. Okay, well, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. We will see you in the future. All right, thank you. Have a good night. You too. Thanks to Lisa for joining me for this episode and the previous episode. If you want more from her, I'll have her links in the description below. And if you missed our Q&A, you can find that on my main podcast, iHeartMovies. Next time on the show, I'll be joined once again by my friend Jenna, a.k.a. PhantomWise, and we're talking about another anime adaptation of Little Women. And this one actually predates even the one we talked about last time, and this from 1977. That's all for this episode, so we'll see you next week on every version ever. Thanks for listening. <laughs>